I was at a chamber music camp and I heard through the door a recording playing and uh, you know one of the one of the kids was playing on an old LP in those days and I walked past the door and something about the sounds emanating from the person's room drew me back and I just started listening and I remember leaning against the wall in the hallway and and then sliding down and sitting and suddenly realizing that my cheeks were all wet with tears. This is Essential Tremors. I'm Lee Gardner. I'm Matt Byers. The idea behind this show is to have musicians and other creators talk about songs that shaped who they are. We're not looking for favorite songs necessarily. We're also not looking for songs that they'd choose to take with them if they were stranded on a desert island. What we're looking for are songs that have significance to them. Songs that might have changed the course of their creative lives or their lives in general. Marin Alsop is an American violinist and conductor who has been music director of the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra since 2007. She has also conducted orchestras all over the world, including the London Philharmonic, London Symphony Orchestra, Philharmonica della Scala, and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. A protege of Leonard Bernstein, Alsop's 2009 recording of his composition, Mass with the BSO, was nominated for a Grammy for Best Classical Album. In the U.S., Alsop regularly conducts the Philadelphia, Cleveland, and Chicago Symphony Orchestras. The first piece Alsop chose was Brahms' B-flat sextet.
I think there's a moment in every person's life, and particularly in musicians' lives, where we realize that music has this unbelievable power to move us and transport us and and cause an emotional reaction. And uh, I remember the first time um, that happened for me uh, was when I was about 12 or 13 years old. Of course, I think being an adolescent helped a lot too, and all those hormones going crazy. But I was at a chamber music camp, and I heard through the door a recording playing, and uh, you know, one of the one of the kids was playing on an old LP in those days. And I walked past the door, and something about the sounds emanating from the person's room drew me back, and I just started listening. And I remember leaning against the wall in the hallway and and then sliding down and sitting and suddenly realizing that my cheeks were all wet with tears. And I fell in love with that piece, of course, as you can imagine. Um, It was the Brahms B-flat sextet, the first movement. And uh, it's a piece that I, I... forced all of my friends to play. Every every single time we had a chamber music party, they'd be, oh, no, not that Brahms sextet again. But I, there was something about this piece. And, of course, then Brahms became a very, very important composer to me as a conductor as well. And, and one, of the, one of the great prides, I think, of my career uh, are my recordings of the Brahms symphonies with the LPO. But it all started with this Brahms B-flat sextet. Do you remember what recording it was? I don't remember which... I don't remember which recording I heard through the door, but my father um, bought me a recording of the Guarneri Quartet, plus two others, and I listened to that until I think the record was so thin I could see through it. I I must have listened to it, you know, 5,000 times. Did you talk to the person who was who was playing it when uh, in that moment or did you just kind of head on down the hall? No, I remember just sitting there and um I listened to the whole piece uh and I I don't remember what happened next. I didn't speak to the person um, who was playing the recording. I think I was really too, I was too stunned by the whole experience. And and it was really a huge turning point for me. I, I knew I wanted to be a musician because I was good at it. You know how you are as a kid. You say, okay, I'll do this. I'm, I'm good at it. But I didn't realize that it was my passion until that moment. And you were uh, a violinist. Uh, you are a violinist. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you thought, well, you know, this is what I'm good at, I'll do this, it wasn't conducting. You you thought you were going to be an instrumentalist. Is that right? I, I did think that I would uh, be a violinist for most of my life. But, you know, once I saw Leonard Bernstein conduct when I was even younger, when I was nine years old, I knew that I wanted to be a conductor, whether I could or not was a m- another matter because uh, it seemed like a, a very a very daunting hill to climb mountain to climb I should say
The second piece Alsup chose was Schumann's Piano Quartet, Opus 47, Third Movement. The next piece I'd like to share with you that had a huge influence on me is the slow movement of Robert Schumann's Piano Quartet. And this is a piece that I played often with my parents. Um, My father was a violinist but also played fantastic viola. And my mother was a beautiful cellist. And our closest family friend um, named Seymour Bernstein uh, is an incredible pianist, and uh, there was a recent um, uh, documentary about him that was uh, everybody should see. Anyway, this was a piece that uh, we played together often, and hearing this piece just brings back the voices of my parents, um, and it's it's such a gorgeous melody, and I can just see my mother playing the beautiful cello um soaring lyrical tune um and uh it was just a very 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 special moment to be able to share this love of music that um really was so much a part of my family and you know emanated from my parents sheer joy when playing this music you know you said your 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 family's voices and you know i sort of took that for a second to mean well you know they're speaking voices but i guess it could be their musical voices as well do you, do you think that if someone played you a recording of your parents playing that you would recognize it as them among other oh absolutely i think that my i think that every great musician has a very distinctive sound on on their instrument you know it's um very personal uh i think that's what makes a great artist and my parents were both great artists in their own right um one of the joys for me today is that i was able to um lend my parents instruments my mother's cello is played by my principal cellist at the baltimore symphony and my father's violin is being played by the uh, associate principal second violin so i feel and hear their presence all the time even when someone else is playing their instrument so it's lovely have you played that piece um in your own performing career or your your during your education is that something that you played outside of your family this is a piece that i i would read sometimes at chamber music i love chamber music parties that was a, you know really a big part of of my uh growing up and especially when i was in my 20s and loved to have people over to play so 
I would play it, but as far as performing this piece, I only ever performed it with my parents. Um, this was, you know, it was a piece that we we were asked to do even once I became uh, music director of the Eugene Symphony, my first music director engagement. I remember we did a fundraiser and uh, we played. I think it's actually on YouTube, some of it, the recording. So we played the Schumann Piano Quartet as part of that. The final piece chosen by Alsop was the fourth movement of Mahler's fifth symphony. For my third choice of piece of music, I think I'll have to go with Mahler, oh, but that's such a hard one, which Mahler symphony. I adore every one of them, and each one has a, a very different um, sort of story in my life. But I had this incredible experience of playing Mahler Fifth Symphony for the very first time as a violin sub in the New York Philharmonic under Klaus Tenstedt. So this was, you know, this was a monumental event for me on every level. Playing with the New York Philharmonic was incredible. Um, playing in the hall with them and, and then to have this uh, legendary maestro conducting. And uh, I think also Mahler for me had a very special place because of Leonard Bernstein's connection to Mahler. And uh, I mean, really, when I think, as I say Mahler 5, then I think, oh, but Mahler 9, oh, but then Mahler 8 and Mahler 6. And so I love all of the Mahler symphonies, and they all, um, I think they embody an entire dimension of my existence. Um, Each symphony is a different, different aspect. But it was Mahler 5 that was um, made such a huge impression on me. I think particularly the Ad- Adagietto movement because it it's such a feature for the strings, of course, and it's both heartbreaking and uplifting at the same time. And uh, I do remember Tenstedt conducting that with with incredible commitment and devotion. You know, you're talking about pieces that in some cases have been with you your your entire life or, or certainly most of it. Do you still find things, new things in, in this music? Oh, I think that's what's incredible about great music. Um, it's like great books. You go back and read it again. Oh, I didn't, oh, oh, I never thought of that or I never, I didn't, I didn't take that in or I didn't think of that character in this way. 
Uh, it's the same with great music, particularly symphonic music for me. Every time I conduct Mahler's and Mahler symphony, um, it brings back a different memory for me, a different smell, a different taste, a different feeling. And I see new things, um, almost, almost like looking at a piece of art that you haven't seen in a long time, and suddenly the light catches it a different way. Or, you know, a, a, one of the musicians plays a phrase, turns a phrase in a, a new way to what I've heard before. And it opens up a whole new way of thinking about the piece. So, uh, it's never, it's never boring. It's never perfect. Um, it's always fascinating and uh, always changing. I'm curious, what does um, you know? You had a couple of synesthetic uh, responses. What what does uh, Mahler Five smell like? Hmm. Mm. Well, for me, I think uh, I was thinking particularly of the Adagietto, and. For me, there's a, a smell of um, a little bit of menthol. You know, that just very slight, and it reminds you, it brings you back immediately to being taken care of as a kid and being loved and being protected. And when I hear that adagietto, I, I feel those things again. And it's a nostalgia, a longing for that moment but it's a moment that you really know that you can never have again. This has been Essential Tremors. Essential Tremors is produced by me, Matt Byers, and Lee Gardner. Essential Tremors is distributed by WYPR Baltimore and NPR. Look for and subscribe to all of WYPR's podcasts at wypr.org slash podcast central. For more information about Essential Tremors, go to essentialpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.